Everybody's Talking with T, the talk show designed to engage, educate, empower, and encourage the community is on. We're back once again, and I'm about to begin the show designed with you in mind. This is Tanisha Baker, your host with the most of trending news, hot topics, interesting interviews, new music, and more. We slay what we say and our words aren't blurred because we keep it real and true while we do what we do. We are happy you have decided to tune in to Talking With T. It's the first Monday in February and if February 5th is your birthday, you share it with your birthday mates, self-proclaimed king of R&B Bobby Brown and baseball great Hank Aaron. February is observed as Black History Month. It was sparked by Dr. Carter G. Woodson in 1926 when he created Negro History Week and was observed the second week of February. Now, many people claim the month of February was chosen because it's the shortest month of the year. But actually, Woodson chose that week in this month to honor the birthdays of both Frederick Douglass and Abraham Lincoln. We on Talking With T celebrate the legacy of our ancestors all throughout the year. We get it. We should not limit the acknowledgement of the contributions of African-Americans to one month. Yet, we also understand that during this month, most like any holiday, we set aside time to put an emphasis on African-American history and share an intentional focus on their achievements. Trying to mature and grow without knowing your history is like trying to grow a tree without roots. Those who do not remember the past are condemned to repeat it. And history, despite its wrenching pain, cannot be unlived. But if faced with courage, need not be lived again. Maya Angelou. On this date in history, Bob Douglas became the first African-American to be elected to the Basketball Hall of Fame. Check out the Talking With T social media pages for ongoing African-American history facts. The month of February is also recognized as American Heart Month and National Teen Dating Violence Awareness Month, among other recognitions. Oh, and the groundhog Puxatani Field saw his shadow, which means the rodent has predicted six more weeks of winter. Now, I'm not sure how accurate this is, but according to the weather forecast I've seen, he just may be correct. And while I'm on the topic of weather, today on the national calendar is National Weather Persons Day. And also, get this now, shower with a friend day. I'm like, what the whole entire thousand feet below is this? Because I'm curious as to who is even celebrating this day and how exactly do they acknowledge it? Anyway... Since it's a new month, it's time for a new theme, and the theme this month will be Follow Your Heart. Sometimes you have to do what feels right. In our hearts lies compassion and empathy and gratitude and charity. In our hearts, we know the right thing to do. Follow your heart because often your heart knows things that your brain can't explain. For today's happy highlights, I want to first share a story about Gary Kelmer, a bus driver in New Jersey. 66-year-old Kelmer has been driving the bus for the Mount Laurel School District for the past 26 years. 
and has a reputation for being one of the nicest guys in town. He also has a reputation for being a huge Philadelphia Eagles fan. One of the parents started a GoFundMe page and raised $5,000 in just five days to buy two tickets for Kelmer and his wife to go to the Super Bowl, including airfare and two personalized jerseys. You can see the link to this happy highlight, including Kelmer's reaction to his dream come true on my webpage, www.talkingwitht.com, under today's show tab. Another happy highlight connected to the Super Bowl is about a Kansas City man named Roy Coe, who received bone marrow from an anonymous NFL player. Cole often wondered who the donor was, and although at the time of me writing this story, the donor is still a mystery, Cole actually headed to the Super Bowl on a special trip in which he would get a chance to meet his donor face-to-face. And finally, actress Octavia Spencer buys out a theater in Mississippi so that kids can see the movie Black Panther, the movie which opens February 16th, is predicted to break Marvel's box office record. Keep it where it's at. I'll be right back. You're tuned in to Talking With T. Now let's check out our trending news and hot topics. Yesterday was Super Bowl Sunday and excitement grew as the Patriots took their first lead of the game in the fourth quarter with a score of 33 to 32. But then the Eagles pulled out a win with a final score of 41 to 33 to the delight of their fans as it was their first Super Bowl title in franchise history. There were mixed reviews of the halftime show that turned everything purple for a Prince tribute. An Indiana couple went to claim what they thought to be a $1,000 lottery payout, and it turned out to be $1 million. And why could that not happen to me? The father of three of the victims that spoke out against Larry Nasser for sexual abuse rushed Nasser and attacked him in the courtroom. Nashville, Tennessee Mayor Megan Barry admitted to an affair with a Metro police sergeant who was assigned as her bodyguard. She does not plan to resign from her position. Three Georgia-Washington University students who posted a racist Snapchat message are being kicked out of their Alpha Phi sorority. Bruno Mars won six Grammys for a clean sweep of all the awards he was nominated for, including Album of the Year and Song of the Year. This brings Bruno Mars' Grammy total to 11. Not far behind, Kendrick Lamar won five awards, beating out Jay-Z, who walked away empty-handed after being nominated for eight awards. Now, I'm not sure if it's just me, but it seems like a lot of train wrecks have been in the news. There have been three deadly Amtrak train wrecks in less than two months, and the latest was a crash between an Amtrak passenger train and a CXX freight train in South Carolina. I almost got confused because this wreck was so close to another media report about a train wreck in Virginia carrying members of Congress. This train hit a garbage truck and left one person dead. Knox County School District joined a growing list of schools closing down due to excessive absences from illness. 
Austin East Magnet High School out of Knoxville, Tennessee and Brainerd out of Chattanooga have been banned from postseason play until 2021 as a consequence of a brawl that broke out during their basketball game this past week. Now, there's a lot to say about this, and I encourage you to visit Talking With T on social media to weigh in and check out our feelings about this decision. Or if you would like your thoughts to be heard, call our talk line. That's 865-409-1170, and your call just may be featured on an upcoming show. Well, P.I. Pam is still super bowling, but I have Professor Jay joining me from Memphis. And since several media stories have already been highlighted on today's show, let's jump into the crazy chronicles. Oh, Lord. Now, <laughs> now, Jay, we have shared some crazy lawsuits on this show. But I read that the cat who has taken media by storm is Grumpy Cat. I'm sure you've seen him. Mm-hmm. Just won a seven hundred thousand dollar federal lawsuit over the use of her identity. So, so wait, wait, wait. So you mean to tell me this cat uh-huh. got paid seven hundred thousand dollars? Yeah, lawsuit. Somebody, so somebody stole her identity, and all she does is sit there and frown. Right. So the suit was filed by the cat's owner against Grenade Beverage Company for their use of the cat's image to sell other products other than what they had agreed. So they were going to use Grumpy Cat's image to sell Grumpy Cat Grumpachino. But evidently they used the cat's image for some other things and will be shelling out $700,000 to the cat for use of her image. I, I was just thinking, that's a lot of money. So it inspired me to really look up the cat's net worth. And Grumpy Cat is worth $100 million. But wait, though. So two things. All right. Number one, her owner can buy plenty of meow mix. <laughs> Poor cat should never grow, go hungry. Number two, right. um, people have been putting Grumpy Cat in me for how long now? Hmm. A while. Right, right, right. So is is her owner going to come after the, the folks who make these memes next? And I'm just going to go on and say, uh, I work for the school system. You might be able to get $5 out of me if you want to sue me. <laughs> you know, if this cat can get paid this much money for people using her image or her face, mm-hmm. how much can I get for my side eye or my looking over my glass? <laughs> That's what I was thinking, Jay. That's what I was thinking. Because, like I said, I work for the school system. And, you know, I'm trying to find ways to get paid in this season. And we do need to supplement our income. So, Jay, we're going to do a photo shoot. Okay. Of you, the side eye, looking over your glasses, and we're going to see what we can we can do with that. Right, right. But but somebody has to take it and use it, and then we got to turn around and sue them, too. To get the most money, apparently. If, if well, we, this is well. If you think about it, the seven hundred thousand is nothing compared to a hundred million. True, true, true. But that's that's yet a nice little corner of change. I mean, even for a cat. Well, true. But I'm gonna tell you this right now. If I post your picture on Facebook and somebody uh, wants to buy it for ten dollars, it's sold. Well, okay. Just make sure, <laughs> just make sure I get my cut. We'll split it fifty-fifty, Jay. 
That'll work. That'll work. Five dollars. That'll be lunch money. Yeah, five dollars. I can get the five dollar box at Popeyes. I'm good. <laughs> okay. Well, remember the story about the frozen iguanas? You know they were mm-hmm. falling out. Okay. I got a story that might top that. Hundreds. Okay. That's plural of dead bats fell from the sky during the Australian heat wave, which is actually going on now um, over there on that side of the water. And the report said that as temperatures rose to over 111 degrees, the bats were basically boiled and their brains fried, so they fell dead out the sky. And I'm just thinking, I I can't imagine coolly walking down an Australian sidewalk and hundreds of bats come falling down at the sky. That's just nasty. That's just it's nasty. <laughs> that's, that's nasty. I, I would I would not leave the house. I, I'm sorry. Walk out my front door and boom, bats just fall yeah. out and hit me on my head. And you said <laughs> your brains were born. Now, see, that's just nasty. See, that's, that's, that's some Armageddon end of the world type stuff right there. You know, that's some book of Exodus. That might be like the 11th or the 12th plague that, you know, hasn't been mentioned yet. Ooh, get your life right, people. Get your life right. Get your life right. <laughs> well, I don't know what's up with fallen animals, but I also read that a dead goose who was actually shot by a hunting party fell out of the sky, not one of the hunters unconscious. So there they have the dead goose and the unconscious hunter laying there in the middle of the ground. No, see, Mm-mm. no, no. Apparently, somebody's aim was off; couldn't move fast enough. That just that just should be a sign right there that hunting is not that person's niche. Yeah, because I'm trying to think how that happened. So they shoot the goose; he's in the air, and then the guy doesn't see him falling from the sky. Or I mean, and it had to be of good size. I mean, it knocked him unconscious. So. I don't know. Well, all I can see in my mind is, you know, how uh, on the cartoons when some uh, the cartoon character would shoot something and mm-hmm. would look up and wait for it to fall out of the sky, I'm thinking that that's probably what happened. You know, Jim oh. Bob probably said, oh, I, here, there's one of these goose, one of these geese, rather. Boom. Oh, I wonder if it's going to fall. Boom. And out goes Jim <laughs> Bob, dead goose. <laughs> Dumb hunter, stay out the woods. Thank you for painting such a vivid picture of that for me. So I'm guessing that's it for this bit, and hopefully we'll have P.I. Pam back with us next week uh, as we enter into tax season and talk about being income taxes. Ooh, well now, well now, well now. I, I bet you the people couldn't wait to start filing their 1040s and 1040EZs because, you know, they got to get them coins that they've worked hard for all year that Uncle Sam has taken. I really don't care to entertain the whole discussion of income taxes. You know, if it weren't for the listeners and all, I would just skip right on over it because I, for one, will be the one filing it on the last day at 1159. (laughs) Well, you know, everybody's looking forward to uh, Christmas in February, March, and April. <laughs> right. Depending upon, well, depending upon when that, that, that good refund hits now. Right, right. Well, for those that are 
getting a refund, you might want to slide a little donation on over to Talking with T. We would appreciate your sponsorship or your donation. Yes, we would. Mm-hmm. All right, well, I can't wait to hear what you have to say next week. And you know I'm going to say it. <laughs> All right, now. Don't touch that dial. I'll be back in a while with another edition of I've Been Thinking with Lincoln. All right, listeners. Well, it's been a minute, but I'm happy to have our Jersey boy Lincoln back on the show with us today. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Good to be back. That's great. How, yeah, how's your new year been so far? The same as last year. Oh, Pretty okay. Good. Well, we'll just... <laughs> we'll move forward and I, the only thing that really changes is the <laughs> well I'm happy to have you because uh, it's not unusual that I enter a state of confusion with some of the political antics and things going on and I consider you to be our resident political analyst and what I'd like you to do is explain to me and the listeners what's going on with this memo I mean I keep seeing it in the media but I don't think that I'm understanding what a big deal it is or its relevance or any of that. So um, I'm hoping you can help us out a little bit. Sure. I mean, full disclosure, I'm not a legal expert, uh, so I don't have a degree in law. So basically, the information that was given to the FBI came from an unreliable source, and that person was Steele. Steele was a person who wrote the dossier that came out that, said that Trump was in collusion with the Russians and uh, basically was supporting Hillary Clinton and the Democratic National uh, Committee as far as their push to to keep Trump from getting elected. But what they found out was that people who are involved in the FISA, now FISA is a Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, which allows the FBI to spy on American citizens, especially when they're colluding or possibly colluding with foreign agents. So the FISA court is pretty much like a secret court, and the warrants that they issue are secret warrants. So you won't know that the warrant is an issue. The, the FBI has to go to a judge, a FISA judge, and say, we have evidence to support this warrant, and the judge will say, uh, yes, you can proceed with the uh, wiretap in this case. And so they tapped the lines, or they, they were monitoring certain individuals that were part of the Trump campaign based on evidence that they received from this gentleman by the last name of Steele. All right, so let me just make sure I have it right so far. So basically, Mm -hmm. they submitted evidence for a warrant, Mm -hmm. um, and this warrant is granted by a judge, but the evidence they submitted was essentially illegally obtained. No, it wasn't illegally obtained. It's just that the person who gave them the evidence is now questionable. And they okay. knew that, and I think they did it like, well, they issued, they asked for like four different warrants, four different times. And I think after uh-huh. the second time, after the second or third time, they realized like this person wasn't, was no longer credible. So the so it was, wasn't illegal, it was unreliable. Correct. And okay. so the question now is, if you knew this person wasn't reliable and the information that they gave might be tainted, then you should not have went to get that warrant. Now, if that's number one. Number two, would the warrant have been issued if all the information that you knew about was presented to the judge at the time? Maybe, maybe not. So even if 
these people did collude with Russia or whatever, the argument is that the warrant would never have been issued had you not been biased in giving the information to the judge. This is not to say that no collusion had happened or collusion did happen. It's just saying that the means to getting the information is not credible and that everything involving this investigation is simply under scrutiny, at least, or thrown out at best. And everyone involved should be prosecuted for not doing their job, basically. Because now you're saying the FBI pretty much sided against Trump before he got elected and to ensure that he wasn't one of the elected. So everybody should be fired at minimum or going to jail at the most. Who should be going to jail? Members of the FBI? Members of the FBI, mm-hmm. everyone who is involved with purposely misleading, inf- giving false information oh. or misleading information in order to get a, a wiretap on individuals. You know, there's a lot of things that ha- – so I'll just say that to clear it up that even though Trump blamed Obama and and we tend to blame presidents, the ha- things that happen on their shift, they don't really know what's going on. And they're normally not the person who makes those calls. So just wanted to clear that. That, even okay, but essentially he he did believe that he was being tapped, and he stated that, and we've come to find out now that he probably was, and it wasn't directly toward him, but correct people his, in his camp. In his camp, correct, correct. Okay, so I'm thinking on a scale from zero to ten, I was at a two. I'm probably sitting around a seven or eight now, so I appreciate <laughs> you shedding some insight to that. It's just so much information to try to understand and unravel. Yeah. And to be honest, none of this is relevant unless GOP wants to make it relevant. I mean, so now this information is out. What are we going to do? So you, you made this big think about this information. Now what are you going to do? If you're not going to prosecute anyone, then there's no point in continuing on the conversation. Okay. They're not going to end the investigation because the general public is going to say that the Republicans only wanted to use this as a way as a way to end the investigation when we uh, all know that Trump is guilty. Right? Everyone believes right. that Trump is guilty and so or at least the people who believe Trump is guilty uh-huh. is going to make a big stink if you try to end this investigation based on this memo, they're going to need some harder proof than just a memo to say that this investigation is over. If these people who were so anti-Trump and did all these things before he got into office are still in office, then that means that they could be a threat to the security of the government, right? The integrity of the mm. government. Mm. Uh, and, and, and whether that's... And, and let me say that, that whether you're a Trump believer or not, or you don't like him or like him, that is a that is a true and factual thing to consider, you know, because you do not want an FBI agency to be biased to any particular party, and it's just and it just wears away at our credibility. Once again, I'm delighted to have had the opportunity to be thinking with Lincoln, and uh, it's not going to be as long of a gap before our next conversation next time because I know I know we have a lot to talk about but I do want to thank you for joining us on today's show no always a pleasure to be on the show and I thank you Pat. once again we've come to the end but be reminded that you can now call in and leave your thoughts on topics or issues and your call may be featured on an upcoming show 
The call-in number is 865-409-1170, and we look forward to hearing from you. Make sure you get your tickets for Facebook comedian Kev on stage, who will be here on February 10th at the Square Room downtown. Also make note, I'm still looking to share and highlight music from rising artists, and I look forward to more submissions for Teens Top Teens and Hometown Heroes. If you're interested in having your product or service featured on Talking With T, we would love to help you promote your business. Tune in the way you like and pick your pleasure by choosing to listen to Talking With T anytime on your time on Blueberry, SoundCloud, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Speaker, Google Music, or iHeartRadio. Look out for new shows each and every Monday. In the meantime and in between time, subscribe to Talking With T Daily, the online daily newspaper to get your daily scoop of trending news and find out what we're talking about. On that note, I'll end with a quote. Conviction is worthless unless it is converted into conduct. Thomas Carlyle. Remember where you heard the word? Keep being kind until next time. You've been listening to Talking with Tea.